Welcome back to The Short Game. This is a show about short video games, games that respect your time. Uh, I'm Reagan Kelly, and I'm joined by two awesome co-hosts this week, Laura Nash. How are you doing, Laura? I'm doing fantastic. And my brother and bro host, Shane Kelly. How are you doing, Shane? Not too bad. This week, uh, this week is a little bit, this is meant to be, I guess, a bit of a short or mini episode for us. Um, because we are basically setting up or introducing what we're going to be doing over the course of basically the next month or so. Uh, and that is we're covering uh, IF Comp, the interactive fiction competition, once again, IF Comp 2017. Yeah, this is one of my favorite seasons of the year uh, because I'm a big old dork who likes to read. Dork. And interactive fiction are video games that are text-based. Um, there's a Yes, a lot of reading involved, but it's not as boring as that sounds, people. It is one of the best, most innovative genres out there. And IF Comp is an entire competition to uh, bring the best of the community together to try to innovate, to do new things. Uh, We've covered it two years already. um, And this is for people, this particular episode is for people who are new to the genre or just kind of don't know what we're talking about, um, so we can get you as deeply obsessed and invested as we are. Do you like reading, but not all the sitting around watching characters do their own thing? Do you want to control characters? <laughs> yeah, do you, want to, do you want to seize the reins of the book you're reading and steer it completely off the rails? Uh, then interactive fiction may be for you. Yeah, so uh, folks who've been listening to the show for a long time probably are are totally familiar with interactive fiction and uh, and with IF Comp in particular. Uh, but this episode in particular, this sort of mini episode, is meant to kind of intro folks who maybe are new to the show. Uh, fortunately, we have a lot of new listeners over the last year or two, and uh, also to just sort of set up how we're going to be covering IF Comp over the next couple of episodes or so. Uh, this is IF Comp's twenty third year. Uh, IF Comp is a competition for interactive fiction, and uh, you can think of it as a bit of a game jam, uh, although it's a it's a competition that way predates the sort of contemporary conception of what a game jam is. Uh, essentially, it's a contest where anybody can enter a new interactive fiction game, and I'm sure that if, if you're brand new to IF, we'll talk about what that actually means in a second. But uh, this is a competition where over, I think this year, something like 80 people have contributed 79 a game. 79 games, I think. Yeah, an insane yep. number. And uh, each of these is a really interesting little work, most of which take maybe an hour or two to complete. So this is a great thing for us because we get to play a bunch of short, interesting new games all at once. These are all brand new. This isn't a competition of games that have been released across the year. These are all brand new as of the competition start date, which was... Sunday. Yeah, Sunday, uh, October 1st. Interactive fiction that you'll see in IF Comp began as some of the earliest genre uh, genres of video games, which is the text adventure styles of games. And uh, in those games, you are presented with a parser, very much like the command line interface of an old computer. And uh, But instead of commanding the computer, you're commanding your character to go north, uh, get lamp, uh, you know, hit orc with sword. But over the many, many decades since that era, this concept of what interactive fiction is has really expanded a lot. Ho, 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 yes. Video games have come a long way since Pac-Man. <laughs> yes, and there's so much more than writing. Um, there's so many different genres. Parser is still alive and well, and we're going to see every year this kind of command 
um, you know, type words to tell you what to do. We saw one a couple of years ago called Toby's Nose, where you were just commanding a dog, basically. You were sniffing, you were looking at clues. There's always kind of new directions for really old genres to go in, which is something I love so much. Another one is choose your own adventure games, um, where you just read a bit and then you have a couple decisions to make, just like those books you used to read as a kid. Except now they're taken in 50,000 weird directions and um, you might be slaying vampires at McDonald's or making devastating choices about uh, what you do when you're grieving. It's a very open genre. Yeah. What I think is really great about interactive fiction, and um, first of all, I should also mention that if you want a a whole episode that is a total – we've covered a lot of interactive fiction over the years of this podcast. Episode 31 of the short game was a – kind of an intro to interactive fiction uh, as well and a little more in depth than what we're kind of pitching here. So if you want like a a longer version of this part of this discussion, um, check out episode 31 way back a couple of years ago. Um, And of course, we covered IF Comp 2015 and 16 in episodes 61 and 63 and 102 and 104 and 107. So a bunch of them. But uh, What's really interesting about interactive fiction is that it's a very accessible genre for folks to create games. Almost all of these are created by a team of one person. And because it has this sort of crossover with literature, I think it really lends itself to talking about subject matter that is not really what you find in traditional games. For example, one of my uh, my favorite creators of interactive fiction is uh, Porpentine Charity Heartscape who um, creates really, really varied and interesting um, stuff. So I don't want to pigeonhole her, but um, some of her work is about sort of the trans experience uh, and, you know, trans narratives, but also just like wild uh, uh, world building and incredible language stuff that you just don't find in even the most out there of interesting indie games. Uh, IF just, there's no limits. It's, it's really, truly, um, it's a genre of exploration and new stuff and it never stops being new. We're getting down to brass tacks about what you can expect if you want to play IF comp. And we really want you to play it. The barrier to entry is super low. Everything's free. All you have to do to be a judge in the competition is play five games, which, as we said, since a lot of them are an hour, you definitely can if you're a fan of the short game. Um, All you have to do is log into the site, pick a game that's interesting, play it, and judge it. But a couple things you might want to know, um, we've already mentioned the words parser and the choose your own adventure. Those are words you might look at when you're picking a game. Um, You also might see hypertext, which means you might just need to click on words in the story to go somewhere, just like reading, you know, Wikipedia entry where you can go down a rabbit hole. Um, A couple other things, people might mention platforms they built them on, but like Twine or Inform, you don't really have to worry about that For each listing in the the site, which when you go online and see the list of entries uh, Mm -hmm. and read through them, each one lists a format. And many of them just say for the format uh, web. Uh, and as you can play online, those are usually our, our twine games. Those are the kind of games where you're going to have mostly just choices that you're presented with, but there's a lot of different ways, a lot of different formats for this kind of content. So some will say, uh, Glux, uh, which is, you know, that's, you know, uh, I believe, a 
parser, mm-hmm. a way of presenting parser games online. Um, you'll see uh, others that say TADs or a few. Well, there's quite a few. Um, although most of the most of them, what I'm what I'm really finding is nice is that most of the games now have this sort of play online option, which takes that barrier to entry completely away. Um, you can just hit play online and and you're you're in the game uh, straight from the list. Some of them, uh, a small number of them are like Windows or Mac executables, so you da- have to download them in order to play. Uh, when I first got started playing interactive fiction, I don't remember that online play was much of a option at all for any of this kind of thing. You had to download these and run them in a in an application called an interpreter, um, and uh, that had a significant barrier to entry for me. Uh, so I'm pretty uh, pleased with the way things are working now. I'm able to just tap on these links in my iPad and, and try out each game right when it interests me. Yeah. And in addition to playing online, the website also lists for most games an estimated play time. So you can, es- you can figure out how long you're going to take something that I really appreciate and it'll give you Absolutely. a content warning. So if you're, uh, in a mood for lighter fare, or you have something that you don't want to encounter, the games will tell you ahead of time uh, what to expect. So to me, that helps me prepare mentally to play a game that might be a more difficult topic. Yeah. A quick note about playing these different formats of games. If it's a web link, you know, if it's if it lists web as its format, like Shane said, it's probably something created with Twine or one of the other mostly web-based um, IF creation tools, mostly those are meant to be played in a single sitting. Um, I mean, there are larger twine works, but most of those, and honestly, most of everything in the, in the IF comp is probably meant to be played in a single sitting. Um, if it lists, uh, Glux, G-L-U-L-X as its format, that means you have a couple of choices. Yeah, I don't know. It means it's made with Inform, which is the, the primary way, uh, of creating parser-based, uh, interactive fiction, the kind of like get lamp, uh, you know, hit troll with sword kind of, uh, interactive fiction. Um, although I don't want it to sound like I'm pigeonholing it there. Most of this stuff that you're seeing on a modern competition is not like, you know, typing in hit troll with sword. It's more like, ask shopkeeper about their mother you know like we're we're talking about things that are a little bit more uh exploring other genres but anyway the the point that i was trying to get to there was that if you're playing one of those games you have the choice of downloading it and playing it in a desktop program Uh, if you click on the little link next to it that says uh, guide uh, it will give you some instructions on how to do that and i totally recommend that for those types of games mainly because it'll make things like saving your place easier. Um, So a lot of these games that are parser-based might take a little bit longer than the other games. And if you want to be able to save your, uh, you know, save your game, um, the the web-based versions can do that. But in my experience, it doesn't save it between web browser sessions, where if you're downloading it and playing it in in an interpreter, which is really easy to do. Uh, I use Lectrote for for Mac, which is great. you can save your game. You can play it on the go. You can transfer your file over to the uh, to an interpreter for something like an iPhone. So there's a lot of options for how to play these games. Um, and uh, if you want to just click the web link, you can play almost everything on the competition in a web browser. If you want to go a little deeper and try things like interpreter software, um, you can get some nice fancy features like customizing the text and saving your game. Uh, but it's not 100% required. 
Any other advice that you guys have for first-time players besides trying the download link? In terms of picking what game to play, um, that's probably the most challenging thing about IF Comp, particularly this year where now there are about 80 games. That's an insane number of games. And so how do you pick which ones are going to be the most interesting? Well, the, the probably the the most obvious thing that is still a really great thing to start with is read the descriptions. If the description sounds really intriguing, you know, these authors put a lot of effort into making sure that the quick blurb description of their game is something that's going to draw people in. So if the little art image and the, uh, and the description of the game speak to you in some way, um, that's probably a good place to start. But another would be there are, uh, if you're, first of all, if you're, if you're a longtime listener to the short game, you may have listened to some of our past episodes on IF Comp games. Uh, if you did and a game stood out to you, a lot of the games this year are repeat uh, entries from people who have participated in IF Comp in the past. So some of our favorite authors from previous years are back with brand new games this year. And if you have uh, if you have listened to any of those past episodes of our show um, or looked at reviews elsewhere. Uh, maybe start with games by authors that you're already familiar with or already have heard of. I have a suggestion also for new for new players. Uh, if you're choosing a game and this is your first piece of IF, I would definitely recommend one of the games that offers a walkthrough. Oh, yeah. Um, in case you get stuck um, because, you know, it, it, cut yourself some slack. It's your first time. Uh, and many of these games offer a walkthrough right there from the IF comp page Um and they're often formatted in a way that makes it easy to kind of just get a quick hint and then get back to your game. So that's another suggestion. To piggyback on that walkthrough suggestion, uh, I know that when I started doing IF Comp um, entries, the parser games, a lot of them assumed a level of knowledge uh, that you played games like this in the past. And I had, but it had been a really long time. Um, there are a couple pages that IF um, comp links to that are kind of primers where there's a single card even that you could, you know, if you wanted, you could print on a three by five index card and people have given out at handout, um, given out as handouts at uh, meetups that just give you some basic commands and training to help you learn the game's language. So if you start playing a game and you just don't know what the possibilities are, you know, you have no idea. Look at the walkthrough or Google, um, you know, Parser Interactive Fiction or look at IF Comp. We'll link to some of these in the show notes um, just to get a sense of the possibilities because all of them share the same DNA at their base. And you can ask for hints in a way that the system um, can help you. Uh, good interpreters will like, will accept different words, um, but I will 100% agree that the first time you play, it will be a bit daunting if you have no idea what to do. A lot of times it's, uh, you know, everything is on fire. What do you do? Dot, dot, dot. And you're just left with a cursor. <laughs> and it's just a cursor. And you have no idea what to do. And it's terrifying. For for those first-time players, IF Comp has a page that you can get to under their About uh, menu. This is About mm-hmm. IF. And it has some really good basics uh, that you can learn about you know, playing parser IF, uh, one suggestion that they make that I think would be really good would be uh, to start off with a game that has some built-in interactive fiction tutorial elements. Mm-hmm. Uh, these aren't games from the competition this year, but Andrew Plotkin's The Dreamhold and Emily Short's Bronze, which are you can find on the site there, 
both have a kind of companion character in them that acts as a little tutorial to help you get started. And that, uh, I honestly, I can also both recommend both of those games just on their own merits. They're really good. So those would be really good um, introductions to the genre. Yeah, and that single postcard includes things like, you know, when in doubt, examine. Um, you know, you can always examine, take, drop, open, put something on something, put something in something. Just gives you the verbs, um, which even if oh, you're yeah. pretty well versed, um, I used to do a lot of uh, mystery hunt for MIT, and there's an entire one sheet that's called Have You Tried? And it literally lists like 30,000 ways to break codes. This is the abbreviated version of it for uh, interactive fiction. So I know I'll probably keep this handy. If I get stuck, I can open it up and say, oh, I can dig, enter, search, unlock, look under, burn. And not every game will have every one of those options, but that's a really great starting point. And and another thing to to remember is that most authors who build this style of game uh, will include uh, help content right within the game. In almost every case, if you type help into the parser, uh, or sometimes it'll be phrases like hint, uh, then, and actually a lot of games will offer both, you know, if you type help into the parser in most of the games that I've played for IF Comp and also most other modern IF, um, you'll get a kind of a guide to the sorts of words and phrases that the interpreter for the particular game you're playing is expecting. And uh, very often, uh, they'll also include some sort of hint system. Usually the help uh, help info will kind of point you in the right direction for that too. So if you're lost, there's a lot of resources in these games. And I don't think that there's any, particularly if you're new to IF, but even if you're not, I don't think there's any, uh, any you know, issue uh, looking at, first of all, obviously the built-in help that's designed to be looked at, um, but hint systems or even a walkthrough if you feel you need it uh, in order to enjoy the, the the text of the game. And my last recommendation is to hit the shuffle button uh, because the games are listed by default in alphabetical order and there's a lot of gold further down the alphabet. So oh, yeah. hit shuffle a couple times. There's 80 games. So before you start hit shuffle a couple times and then start reading the paragraphs, you're going to come up with something that you probably wouldn't have found had you started from the top of the alphabet. So in terms of our coverage, uh, over the next two, we're actually not 100% sure, but over the next two or three episodes or so, um, we're going to be covering uh, uh, as many games as we can out of the 80 that have been entered in IF Comp this year. First of all, the games that we cover, that does not mean they are authoritative. We're not going to play all 80 games. No one has that time. I mean, some people do. Uh, but, yeah, I, uh, I did the math and it, it's something like uh, like 100 something hours. Yeah. of content. Most of these games list themselves as being an hour or less. So, uh, you know, with with only a few saying, "Hey, we're this one's 2 hours," or I think 3 hours was maybe the longest that I saw on the list. So, but it does add up. So, we're going to be covering the games that stick out the most to us as as interesting. And we've had some help. Uh first of all, uh we've uh, as we've done in the past, we've reached out to some IF luminaries. Uh, in particular this year, uh we've reached out to Mathbrush. Now, I don't uh Mathbrush has a game entered in this year's competition. Hopefully, we'll be able to avoid any conflicts of interest, but Mathbrush is an IF author and uh is a kind of a scholar of the competition. Um, if you are interested in the history of IF Comp, and it has 22 years of 
uh, of sort of rising and falling trends and, you know, new ideas taking over the competition and becoming standards and then fading away. It's a really interesting uh, history to this really long running competition. And MathBrush uh, went back and wrote a series of articles on the IF uh, forums. Uh, and we'll link to those uh, in the show notes going over every single year of the history of the competition, uh, all of the games that were released as part of the competition, what new ideas came to be, you know, came into the, the IF world as a part of each year's competition and, and how, what sort of impact they had. So if you're interested in the history of interactive fiction and IF comp in particular, those articles are great. And so we reached out to, to him and thank you so much to uh, him for helping point us in the right direction. Um, he's helped us make sure we're covering some of the more interesting stuff, but we're also just going through the list the same as we expect you probably are and looking at what games jump out uh, at us from the list based on their descriptions, based on their artwork based on the format and the time that's listed, all the sorts of things that you'd look at when trying to pick a game to play off of this list. So we're going to hopefully cover some of the highlights, but we want to hear from you what you think is most interesting in this year's IF comp. Um, so, uh, in our next couple of episodes, we're going to be covering them as much as we possibly can. Um, we're probably going to be covering say maybe eight if we're really adventurous, maybe 10 episode, 10 games in a single episode, probably not even quite that many. Um, and with 80 games to cover, obviously we won't be hitting everything. So we're going to be covering as many of the highlights as we possibly can. Um, but there's going to be stuff we're going to miss. So if you play games for IF comp, let us know what you really like. And of course, vote in the competition. You are a judge of this competition. Anybody who plays IF can can uh, can judge these games. The only requirements to judge the games are that you play. Well, there are some rules, and you can check those on the IF Comp website. But they're very simple. You have to um, play five or more games. You can play as many games as you want, but for your votes to be counted, you have to vote on at least five of them. Um, you have to base your judgments on the first two hours of play. If you have a game that is extremely yes. long. Uh, you have to judge it after playing two hours. Now, you can judge it after playing 15 minutes if you want. Um, I don't think it's actually a minimum time, but you, but you no are meant to. no more than two. Right, which I think is a smart rule because it has kept the games for the competition manageable so that folks can theoretically approach this competition and play a, a good selection. Um, a few other rules to keep in mind. Um, now, most of these are fairly obvious. You are able to discuss the games during the judging period. Discuss them with us. There's also forums for this sort of thing. Um, you're excluded from judging if you're an author of one of the games. And also, uh, you may not judge games that you have beta tested. And judges are, uh, you are not obligated to play updated versions of the games. Uh, uh, the game creators may update their games throughout the process of the, of the, the competition if they discover bugs as, you know, these are all brand new works. Um, but you play it, you rate it. If you encounter a show-stopping bug, that's fair game. You can judge it based on that. And um, the final rule is judges must make a good faith effort to play as intended every game that they submit ratings for. So you have to actually play the games in order to rate them. That seems really obvious, um, but you know this is we, we, 
this is a serious competition. This is something where, uh, you know, obviously you can vote on any of these games. You don't have to be an expert. You don't have to be, you can be brand new to interactive fiction and still judge these games, but you do have to give them a good faith effort. So if you're brand new to IF, read the rules on the website and, um, uh, also just talk to us about them where if you, uh, let us know what you think of different games. We're really interested to hear what, uh, particularly if you're brand new to IF, but if you play a game that we might not get to in the show, we want to hear about it. So go to ifcomp.org, play the games, judge them, play along with us. Um, reading is fun. Making decisions for characters is fun. And you're going to find the weirdest, most moving stuff in this competition. I promise. I haven't played a single one, but based on my last couple of years, you're going to find really crazy things you never thought you'd find. I want to solve cool puzzles. Yeah. I can't wait to play some more of these games. So um, a few other uh, last things. If you want to stay informed about the competition, uh, you can follow their blog, but also they're on Twitter at uh, IFComp, I believe. Let me just double check that that's the actual handle. Yep. It is, is. IFComp. Yeah. At IFComp. And uh, new for this year, this is the first year that IF Comp has shifted over to primarily cash prizes. There are actually there's actual money at stake in this competition, and uh, they have they started something that they call the Colossal Fund, and they've raised the princely colossal sum of six thousand dollars to distribute to the winning games and authors. If you want to donate to the prize pool then you can do that. You can still do that. It's uh, There's a PayPal link on the IFComp uh, page. So obviously all of these games are free. If you want to give money to the games that you, know, you think are best, uh, then donate to the prize pool and then vote up the games that you want. They will get a share of that prize pool. So um, it's, a, it's a pretty exciting time of year for us here at the short game we love if comp uh i've been playing if comp games for many many years and we've covered it on this show this is our third year in a row so um we're really excited to to get started and excited to hear what you think go read yeah so um you can find our show on the internet at www.theshortgame.net where you'll find a contact form that's the best way to let us know if you have some long form thoughts about the show you or about you know IF comp games you can also uh drop us a line on twitter at underscore short game check out the IF comp hashtag on twitter to see what people are saying and see those uh short reviews pouring in yeah and of course you can reach us individually on twitter as well uh i'm reagan k or at reagan k on twitter that's r-a-y-g-a-n-k i'm at 8-bit shane and i'm at laura j nash and thanks so much for joining us on this week's episode of this very very special very short episode of the short game and join us next week as we dive headlong into if comp 2017